This is Ansem. You're listening to the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. Come to the darkness. We have cookies. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Grace. Hello! And our very special guest, the legendary actor, voice actor, and director, and the voice of Ansem Seeker of Darkness, Mr. Richard Epcar. Hi, how are you? Yay! Whoa. <laughs> We've been planning this for a while and I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very crazy busy, so I'm glad we're able to do this. I know. You've got so much on your plate. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. I want to thank you a lot for doing this. This is really amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, for this episode, we have numerous questions from Mr. Epcar from us, as well as some of our fans. So, without further ado, I suppose we should kick it right in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Richard. Our first question is, how did you become involved with voice acting and directing? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I'm an actor, and I always knew I was going to be an actor, so I came to L.A. to be an on-camera actor, which I did a lot of on-camera stuff, a lot of soaps, a lot of TV shows, and some films. And uh, basically, I, was, uh, I met my wife, Ellen Stern, while uh, I auditioned for this uh, uh, theater company here in Los Angeles. And uh, so I got into the, uh, the theater company, and we, uh, we became romantically involved. And she had just done some uh, kind of a low-budget film kind of thing, and she had a lead in that. And she, the people that did that movie had another movie, and they didn't like the actors in it, and they wanted to replace their voices, so they had this audition, and she said, can I bring my boyfriend, who was me, and I went to this place, and the guy said, have you ever done this before? And I said, oh, yeah, I've done it a million times, and I never did it before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I went in there. I basically, I read the script. You know, the thing is, I'm also a drummer. And the, uh, the thing about dubbing is it's very rhythmic. So, uh, you know, I was able to use my actor skills and my drumming skills. And I just, I took to it like a duck to water. And I got the lead in this movie and replaced the dialogue for the lead actor. And then the, the guys really liked me. So they kept bringing me back for a ton of stuff. And then from that, I got into Robotech. And Robotech just kind of uh, blew open the doors for me for doing a lot of this anime stuff. And and then from there, I went on, started directing and started doing original animation, directing games and doing a lot of the game voices. And so it just it all kind of took off. And uh, it's been it's been a great ride. It's not something I would have necessarily thought was going to happen for myself, to be honest with you. But I'm really glad it did. It turned out to be uh, an incredible, wonderful thing that I I didn't expect. And uh and I'm still, you know, from time to time, I still get to do the on-camera stuff. I'm in a film coming out, if it ever comes out, called Broken Spirits. And I have a, a, a nice lead in that. I play a shady shaman in that. And that's kind of a funny movie. <laughs> shady shaman, that's good. Shady shaman. Say that ten times real fast. <laughs> that's how I, I kind of fell into all this stuff. And uh, it turned out to be a really good thing. And, you know, it's funny because... We were recently doing uh, the Denver Comic Con, and uh, that's where I'm from originally, Denver. And a lot of my friends showed up, and they uh, proceeded to tell me that I used to do a lot of voices in high school and stuff like that, which I don't really remember doing, but I, I guess I did do a lot of you know voices and impressions and that sort of thing. And uh, so they were saying they were not surprised that, at all that I kind of gravitated to this uh, part of the business. It just means that you're versatile. That's pretty Destined cool. To be. You know, it's it's you know the cool thing about voice work as opposed to the on camera stuff is generally uh, on camera you're you're cast 
or the way you appear. And uh, they kind of put you in the, in, the, in the different characters, but it's basically, you know, based on the way you look. And what's really nice and what's in many ways more creative and, and more fun sometimes is the voice stuff because I get to play so many different characters that are nothing like me. And for me, that's just, you know, it's a blast to be able to, uh, to me, I, I find it more creative and more, uh, you know, more, more acting in many ways. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. Destined to be almost. <laughs> it just, it opens up like all the doors of opportunity that you've got. Yeah, it's can, really only limited by your imagination. Exactly, you can be, you know, any any anybody that you can uh, imagine vocally, you can you can do. So it's really kind of a nice a nice thing. And it's really fun to you know come up with different voices. You know, you look a lot of times we'll just see a picture of a character for auditions, and you know, you just it's it's interesting what comes out, you know, and and I just you know you know let the computer do its work, and whatever comes out comes out, but it's generally something that's going to fit that that character or that face or that, you know, the look of that thing and sound like it's coming out of that, that thing's mouth, you know? So. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. It's it's kind of fun. Is that really all that they'll give you typically? It's just a picture. Sometimes you'll get a picture. Sometimes you'll get just a description and you you won't even (laughs) see the character. And sometimes you'll have a good director who will kind of give you really good context. And sometimes they won't tell you anything. And, and, uh, you know, more and more, uh, all the auditions are now being done. Basically, you know, the agents send out the auditions and you record stuff at home. So you have no context uh, other than what is what is written in the uh, the audition sides. And sometimes they're very, there's very little there. Sometimes they're very contradictory and you don't know, you know, wow. you know what the hell's Oof. going on. So you just have to basically jump in and, and uh, you know, take a stand and go for it. So Yeah, that must take a lot of versatility and creativity, really. Yeah, you just have to imagine, you know, I, I, I'm lucky in that I'm also a director and that uh, I can kind of see things from a lot of different, uh, you know, viewpoints. And, it, you know, it, it makes it nice because the, the, the acting really helps the directing and the directing really helps the acting. So it all kind of works out really well. Oh, true. Yeah, it must mesh really nicely then. Mm-hmm. It does. And all actors should be, you know, part director anyway, because you there's times where you're not going to have help from your director and you really have to kind of have that third eye on yourself sometimes and, and kind of say, you know, is this going the right way? And is this going to work? You know what I mean? So you kind of have that going on. Wow. That is incredible. It just sounds like you have to be thinking on your toes at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Always on your toes. That's pretty amazing. It's, you have to be schizophrenic. I think that helps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on to our next question, how did you find the role for Ansem? Did you have to audition or did someone ask you? Well, that's a very interesting question actually, because, uh, it's one of the few times I did not have to audition for a role, which is which I can maybe count on one hand. And I've done close to 400 different characters. So That still the, blows it, my mind, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way that I I got the part was uh I played Bateau in Ghost in the Shell. And mm-hmm. Billy Zane did the first uh, Kingdom Hearts. He was Ansem in the first one. And and a lot of people don't know this, but Billy was not their first choice either. Billy was their third choice. Really? And, yeah, there was two other actors that did it, and um, uh, they didn't like those guys. And then they got Billy Zane, and then for whatever reason, they didn't want him back, or didn't, or he was unable to come back, or whatever. I, and you know, um, I don't want to speak for them, but for whatever reason, it, it, they they wanted to replace him. So what happened with me was the uh, guy who does the voice of Ansem in Japan does the voice of Bateau in Ghost in the Shell. So. 
the producers in Japan said, well, who does the voice of Bato in America? And they said, Richard Eckhart. So they basically contacted me and hired me to do the part, sight unseen. So that was really kind of nice. And so, you know, I don't know if I've, I've, I'm sure I told you my story, Grace, about when I first went in for the first uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, when I first went in, I'm sure I told you that story. I don't think I've heard that one. I'll tell you, I'll tell you quickly. Uh, I went in and there was basically six uh, Japanese clients in the booth and six Disney, you know, executives in there. And basically every time I would do a line of dialogue, the, uh, the, the engineer would come on the talk back and go just a minute. And then they would talk amongst themselves for like five minutes. And then they'd come back on the talk back and say, can you do that line a little slower? So I do the line a little slower and then they go just a minute and they would talk amongst themselves for five minutes and they'd come back on and say, can you do that line a little faster? And, you know, <laughs> went on the other day and I was like ready to jump off a cliff by the end of it. And we had a break and I grabbed the engineer and I said, how did Christopher Lee put up with this? He said, oh, they did it to him once. And he said to them, all right, I'm going to tell you how we're going to do this. I'm going to read this script from the top to the bottom, and then I'm going home. And I thought, how cool is that? I thought, God, that's so awesome. I, I wanted to be able to do that. But, you know, of course, it was my first time in there, and I couldn't really do that. But uh, I thought that was very cool. Wow, that's amazing. And I got to, I actually got to hear his tracks when I was recording. So that was really neat. You know, wow. To, oh, wow. To react to him. Yeah, so that, that was very fun. Wow, that must have been very uh, intimidating situation. That must have been really stressful. Yeah, it does sound like it. Well, you know, I've been doing this a long time, so it takes it takes a lot to face me to tell you the truth. I mean, I, uh, you know, there's there's times where you go in and uh, you feel very creative and you feel like you come up with a lot of stuff, and then there's times you go in and you just feel like they really want you to do it a certain way, and they're gonna they're gonna harness you to this, you know, whatever it is, and kind of then you feel like you go into kind of puppet mode and you just allow them to kind of mold you the way they want you to be you know what i mean and then there's there's other times where you just feel really free and you can you can just create something and have fun with it and that's that's always fun to do that so yeah you know it's yeah. it's you know it is you know some some jobs are are very very intense and hard and some are, are a lot more fun and you know I, I like the jobs where we go in and we laugh a lot those are always the fun ones Oh, that's oh, pretty yeah. awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I could see being like being with really big companies. It could be a lot harder to have like more freedom to do a voice. You know, it just depends. Once again, a lot of it comes down from the director. And, uh, you know, if the director is when I direct, I always want everyone to have a good time. And the reason I do that is not just because I enjoy having a good time, which I do. But I, I feel that when your actors are having fun and they're they're relaxed and comfortable and then they're going to be more creative and then they're going to give you their best stuff than if you if you try to clamp them up and I mean some directors yell at the actors and I just think that's the worst kind of directing there is because then you're just going to tighten up your actor and mm -hmm. he's not going to give you a good performance oh, wow. definitely. alright well, moving on question yeah. three Yes. Mm -hmm. so what was it like to have to take on this character after having another voice actor already establish the role um, did you have any particular idea behind your rendition of Ansem? No, I, honestly, I knew nothing about the game, the character, or anything before I went in. So I basically, and this happens quite a bit in this business, you kind of show up and they, you know, hopefully talk you through it. The problem was the director that I had, and I don't remember who it was, it was somebody from Disney, but they, for whatever reason, I think they tried to not make me quite so ferocious so I, I think I came off a little weak in the first one that I did. And then I, I, you know, personally, I was, I would read, you know, a lot of the fans reactions and a lot of them were not happy. So what I did was I, I 
I made him a lot more aggressive and villainous as as we progressed and went on. And and you know, lately I think that a lot of the fans are are happier that you know I, I took that that slant with the character. But the the problem was that when I went in there, I didn't know anything about it, so you you kind of have to defer to the director, you know. And uh, so that's what I did. And you know, it's it's funny because I got all the heat for it, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was I was doing it the way I was directed. So you know, once I once I heard kind of the uh, the feedback from the fans, I just I basically took it upon myself and just made him a lot more evil a lot more aggressive and a lot uh, you know I, I certainly can be you know as terrifying as anybody so you know uh, uh you play some you know, very good villains <laughs> yeah i've done a lot of villains so it's mm-hmm. not like i don't have the chops to do that so um I just kind of uh, made him more aggressive, and I think I think the fans like it a lot better now. So it's very cool to hear that you read fans' thoughts. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I I have kind of a history. It's it's funny. I I I feel like I've you know filled in for a lot of people. I'm I'm filling in for Mark Hamill now as the Joker. I'm. I'm filling in for, you know, I did Ansem, I did, you know, there's a, there's a few of those in my career that I had to step into people's shoes that were, you know, very beloved by the fans. And that's, that's not always an easy thing for an actor to do. And not at all. Uh, oh yeah. Gives me a lot more appreciation for Roger Moore when he stepped in for Sean Connery, I'll tell you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's tough because, you know, and I understand that because, uh, you know, you do get attached to, you know, the person that you hear originally and you do like the way they're doing it. And it's hard to, you know, to accept someone else necessarily. So I, I can appreciate all that. So I, I do try to, uh, you know, I try to make it, you know, what they what they want, what they'd like to have it. And, you know, obviously, if if it's something, if, if I'm missing the, the mark on something, I, I certainly want to, you know, to, to make it better and, and make it more, you know, enjoyable for their for their sake you know yeah and to your benefit when i uh when i told my friends that are also kingdom hearts fans that i was interviewing you they seemed really excited like i didn't hear any anything bad at all Mm -hmm. that's nice to hear yeah. But I, there was a lot of heat when I first took the part over there. I got a lot of a lot of hate mail and stuff like that. So wow. Oh, that's I a shame. That. That's a shame. Well, well, it happens. You know, it happens. There, and like I say, there are people that are just they're really uh, you know they really love those other other actors or whatever. And I and listen. I as I said, I, I'm a huge James Bond fan, and I hated it when Sean Connery quit doing Bond. So. I completely understand that. And, you know, and, and all of the bonds after Connery, as far as I was concerned, is not, have not been up to his, you know, <laughs> standard. So, yeah. so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I mean, I completely get it. So, uh, uh, you know, but I, I, I think I've won a lot of them over, you know, doing it for a while. And you know, what's really cool too, is I've heard from, from this last, you know, this last time I did it, uh, from the Disney executives, they said, you know, we love you as this character and I've done six of them now. So, you know, they said, you know, you are, you are our ansem. So that made me feel really good. You know, that was nice. Yeah. I think in a lot <laughs> well, of the awesome. fans minds, you're also ansem. Yeah. So there are a few diehards on there, you know, there's a few of them. <laughs> You go on the internet, there's still a few of the diehards out there who are not yeah, happy. There's always a few of them. It, there's <laughs> always going to be someone. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it cracks me up, uh, you know, like I, I was talking about the Joker, for example. You know, uh, that was another thing. When I first did the Joker in the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, I got a lot of flack. And then the, the second one, Injustice, people really loved my Joker, which was really nice. And I got a yeah. lot nice compliments and so you know sometimes it takes a while to bring him around but you know the funny thing is i still get once in a while i get these people saying oh he's trying to sound 
like Mark Hamill. And it's like, I, you know, I honestly, I've never heard Mark do the Joker. To this day, I've not heard the, heard Mark do the Joker. And I purposely really? don't want to hear Mark do the Joker because I don't want to be accused of trying to do him. I'm doing, I'm not trying to do Mark Hamill do the, doing the Joker. I'm doing the Joker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed you as a Joker as well, if that oh, means anything. <laughs> that was one of the most otherworldly things, like going through your reel and listening to the Joker uh, next yeah. to the other characters that you've done. It yeah, was insane because he sounds so different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot. Of, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, there's a lot of characters like Mr. Noisy, who sounds very different from me, and uh, uh, Inspector Lungay from Monster, a very different voice, and uh, it's just kind of fun to do these characters that. that are just really different, you know. And and because I have my my standard voice like Bateau and Jigen, and they all sound like me, you know. But yeah. it's uh, uh, it's so much fun to do these other characters. Not that I don't enjoy doing those other characters either. They're a lot of fun too, and I do enjoy doing them. But uh, uh, it's just kind of nice once in a while get a get a challenge that's just completely different. Then people will come up to me and say, "Oh my god, I had no idea that was you." And that really, I really enjoy hearing that. Oh yeah, when I first read that you were Bobo 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 Bo, I was very shocked. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> They they came to me. Uh, I turned them down five times for that part. Uh, that was one really? thing. I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't uh, sure that I, I wanted to do that. I was very busy at the time, and they kept coming back to me. And and uh, I had auditioned with a bunch of other people, and they just they never liked uh, anyone as much as they liked me for that part. And I just the show seemed like so so crazy to me, and uh, you know it <laughs> oh, didn't make any sense. And and but you know I'm I'm actually I, I finally agreed to do it. They just really wanted me to do it and i finally said okay and uh, i'm really glad i did because we had a lot of fun doing it so that's an amazing role of yours that's might be my favorite all it's right a challenging role actually oh yeah it must have been <laughs> <laughs> all right so on to our next question out of all the characters that you've done which ones do you feel are the closest to your actual personality and voice I think the two. Uh, I think the two that are really close to me are, are Bateau and Jigen because they're 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 very similar to me in many ways. And you know, I I like both of them. They're both good guys essentially. I'm you know, Jigen's kind of a, a rogue in a way, but he he does have a code of ethics and he is an honorable guy in his in his world. And he's. Uh, you know, they both have this kind of wry sense of humor, and they both do the right thing in the end. And I just, you know, I just think that personality-wise and vocally, they're, that those two characters are very, very similar to, to my actual self. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I could see that for mm-hmm. sure. They're both strong characters, though, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're great, and I love. Uh, I mean, Bateau's a great character. He just he doesn't take crap from anyone. I love that about him. <laughs> and out of your four hundred billion characters, the whole <laughs> army of them. <laughs> that's pretty cool. All yeah. right, do you want to move on to fan questions? Sure, why not? Okay, all right. I think the the fan that this came from in particular was uh, literally their Tumblr name was Zayanord Official. If I remember correctly, it was, what's it like voicing this particular villain? Is there anything about this character that you really like? You know what? It's it's just he's a lot of fun. There are there are a lot of fun these characters, and uh, it's a great. I think Kingdom Hearts is a great series, and it's just. I have to say, out of all of the all of the, you know, you'll forgive me. I call everything I do a show, so I know it's a game. <laughs> I call it a show. So out of all the shows I do, uh, the fans for Kingdom Hearts are phenomenal. They are just the greatest. They're the most uh, you know vocal when I go to a convention. They're the most. Uh, they just really love it, and they they really get behind it and. So it's really fun working on this uh, on this uh, series of games. 
Mm-hmm. All the characters are great. I mean, you know, I get to I get to play a lot of uh, fun characters, and it's fu- you know it's fun to be evil and chew the scenery. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> out your inner darkness. Exactly. exactly. It's got a lot of inner darkness, man. Oh, don't definitely. Forget pretty cunning. <laughs> yeah, please don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> so on to our next question from Zaynord Official. Do you think you bring a particular quirk to the character you voice? And if so, what's that quirk? It's an interesting question. You know, I don't know. You know, sometimes I don't. I'm I'm kind of more from the heart. Um, sometimes when I do these characters, than I am from the head. If you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of go with it and just allow uh, these characters almost to kind of take over, and I kind of go with it. So I don't I don't necessarily. I mean, there are actors that are very plotting, and they're they're very you know they they uh, they're very rigid about the way they do certain things. And uh, I'm just I'm not one of those actors. I just kind of jump in and become the character and go for it and and do it. So I think uh, you know he's you know obviously he's evil. He has his uh, his agenda that he's trying to do, and uh, and I basically just jump in and go for it. So that's. I wish I could be more succinct about it, but <laughs> no, that's all right. Like his character in general, he's he he is like one of those people that's just going for it. But you don't see necessarily the plan that he has laid out beneath yeah. all that stuff. Like he seems he like one. he's just go with the flow, but he's got like fourteen of him running around doing his <laughs> bidding. It's it's yeah. insane. Yeah. I wish I had fourteen of me running around. That would be <laughs> it. Would be very convenient. <laughs> very convenient. Be so great. <laughs> And the last question that we have, same fan. Can it be silly sometimes voicing someone so dramatic? Uh, or is it something that you're used to? Uh, it is something that I'm used to. And, and actually, I, I I really enjoy the dramatic stuff. I really have fun. It, for me, it's really fun to just really go nuts with it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, tendency sometimes in this, the new stuff to be very real. And uh, I'm working on a uh, an animated uh, series of features right now that I have a, a very main character in, which I wish I could tell you about, but I can't, unfortunately, which... Maybe next time I can, but it's a, he's a very well-known character. Mm. Um, but uh, the thing is, they want it very real and very natural, and that's fine. But it's really fun to kind of get a little big with the stuff sometimes and be a little over the top. And, you know, it's, it is kind of fun to do that. And, and, and obviously, uh, Kingdom Hearts is one of those games that you can just be a little, you know, broad with it and, and just really get into it and, and uh, you know, chew the scenery and just have fun with it and be, be a real villain. And it just, it's, it's a lot of fun as an actor to play those kinds of, for me anyway, for, to play those kinds of roles. Oh, yeah, Ansem and Xehanort both have a lot of grander issues. <laughs> oh, very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Very theatrical. They're, I like to I like to think of them as elegant villains, you know. That's a good way to put it. He is constantly wearing like a big billowing cloak, so I definitely <laughs> could see where you're coming from here. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we have one last very special question for you, and yeah. that is, if you were to have any of the James Bond gadgets or cars, which would it be and why? Well, I would have to have the the DB5, the Aston Martin, with all the gadgets on it. That's just the greatest thing that they ever came up with. <laughs> 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 I don't know. The problem is I'm six foot six, so I don't know if I could even fit in the car. So that could be. <laughs> I might have to drive it with the injector top off. You know, modifications. Mm-hmm. It's just like an oversized one. That is that is a very pretty car. Oh yeah, yeah. I love those cars, and uh, you know, Goldfinger. Uh, that's the the first time that we saw that car actually, and that my mom had died when I was fifteen, and uh, my sister took me to see that movie, and it was it was shortly after my mom died, and we we, we needed some cheering up, and we went and. She took me to my first James Bond movie, and I just was totally mesmerized by this film. It was just such a great movie, and everything—the the you know the acting, the action, the the gadgets, the women, the the 
the music, the just the whole thing, this whole world. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I thought, well, I either want to be a secret agent or an actor. So I, <laughs> I, I, I think both. I made the right choice because I think as a, as a secret agent, I'd stick out a little too much. I'm too tall. So. But yeah, no, it's, it, it, it turned out to be a very uh, uh, big uh, thing for me in, the, in that time that, that really kind of was a destiny thing for me because I, uh, that just really pushed me over the top to want to pursue this uh, line of work. Wow. That's pretty inspiring. That's yeah. yeah. So you've got a long running love affair with the Bond movies, which I, I didn't know about before, but I didn't know it ran that deep. Yeah, it is. It's, it drives my wife nuts because my office, I have all, you know, a bunch of the characters and the one sheet <laughs> of the place and, you know, and she gets a little nuts with the James Bond stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, it's fun for me and, uh, I, I really enjoy it. And I, you know, listen, I understand cause I'm a huge fan of that. So I understand the fans of the other stuff, you know, that I do and that I work on. So I, I, yeah, I completely appreciate, you know, where they're coming from. Yeah. That's really cool. Then it's like a whole other perspective since you've experienced that. Exactly. It is. That's true. Yeah. We've all got our fandoms. That's pretty wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. It's like a lot of things. You know, some people are really into sports. Some people are really into this wrestling. Some people are really into NASCAR, you know, and it's just like we're, you know, there's all these little worlds that uh, people are kind of uh, uh, ensconced in. And, uh, you know, I've just, I love, I love what I do. I'm really, I'm really blessed and fortunate to do the work that I do because I, I love it. I have a, a lot of fun. It's very creative for me. And, and I'm very fortunate that I'm always working and always doing something. And, uh, so I'm very lucky in that respect. And then I get to travel and, you know, meet the fans and see you guys. And uh, so it's just, it's been, it's been a really wonderful uh, adventure for me. And, you know, it's like that the road less taken sometimes is the, you know, and I, I, I didn't, like I said, I, in the beginning, I didn't expect my course to be this way, but it's turned out to be great. And I'm really, I'm really happy it, it all worked out like it did. And wow, trust me, the fans are very happy to have you. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> the, I hear over and over again that you're just like one of the nicest guys to talk with. And it's true. Oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Thank true. You. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you know, there's no reason to, you know, and, and believe me, you know, as a director, I've directed some big celebrities and some of them are not so nice. And, uh, and I don't get that, you know, these guys got everything in the world and they're, you know, they're making 80 gazillion dollars and, you know, I don't understand somebody not being nice. That doesn't, I don't like that. That's where my size comes in handy and I can just kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of hover over them, you know, and try to make them feel bad. Yeah, see, I, I don't get that intimidation factor if I'm trying to do that. It just doesn't work. For, I have to, I have to grow like a foot or so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a foot, you know. Or wear really high heels. <laughs> all you have to do is smile, Grace. All oh, you thank you. <laughs> I loved your Maleficent, by the way. You had a great uh, costume at Katsukan. You looked amazing. Oh, thank you. I did love making that one. That one was a lot of fun. That was an awesome costume. (laughs) And I actually, that one doubles as a Ren Faire costume if I want to go. Because uh, yeah. all I do is take off the headdress and the rest of it's like Ren Faire ready. (laughs) I totally see that. Mm So before we kick it out of here, we were wondering if you'd be able to give our co-hosts who couldn't make it onto the interview, Aiden and Max, a shout out in Ansem's voice. Aiden Max, come to the darkness and stop listening. <laughs> That's yeah, perfect. Thank present, you very man. much. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank Mr. Epcar very much for being on this podcast. It's been an awesome interview. Very fun. So with that, would you guys like to say anything before we get out of here? Thank you for listening. And thank you, Mr. Epcar, Richard, yeah, so for much. appearing on our podcast because that was wonderful. Absolutely. Guys. Mm-hmm. Anytime. I'm happy to, to talk with you guys. And say hi to Ellen for us. I sure will. Oh, yeah, definitely. And have fun out at dinner, too. 
I will. Yes. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Happy belated <laughs> birthday. Thank you. You guys have a great day. I Thanks. You too. All right. So we want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you guys around. Listening to the World Podcast Kingdom Hearts. Boy, did I screw that up. <laughs> <laughs>